What does it mean that God created us to be like Him? The answer is, well, everything. Join me, Pastor Hook, as we look at all the wonderful possibilities from being created in the image of God. We are in episode five of this short little study called In His Image. And we've looked at Genesis, the creation story, chapter one, and um, the uh, fall of mankind in chapter three of Genesis. And we looked at in the garden, when God created man before the fall, he'd given the two commands, be fruitful, multiply, and subdue the earth. And this whole idea about mankind being fruitful and multiplying is is good for mankind, right? So that we fill and populate the earth, but it's also good for mankind because because of the brain that we've been given and and how God interacts with his children. When we have children and when we raise those children, we get a taste of what it must be like to be God. It is a blessing of untold proportion that we are able to do that. Now, why wouldn't do why wouldn't we do that? We talked about this a little bit, but I just want to delve into that a little bit. For example, in China, for a number of years, they were growing and growing and growing and having lots and lots of kids. And when uh, was it Mao Zedong? Uh, or I can't remember who it was, but somewhere uh, in China's history, they uh, maybe it's Deng Xiaoping. Um, they decided to do a, a one-child policy. They said we're overpopulating. We can't, ha- we can't allow you to have more than one child. At least they let them have one child. But this was a disastrous policy for, for China for a number of reasons. And uh, so they eventually rescinded it. And I think now you can have two children in China. But they actually limit, places around the world will actually limit how many children you can have. But it's interesting because, you know, it is kind of self-limiting. Uh when things like pandemics happen or plagues happen or things that we cannot control, and we now know that there are things in this world we cannot control, it can wipe out populations. So, you know, when we play God and say you can't have children, it could have disastrous effects in the future. Um, and I, it, the natural birth rate, like the replacement fertility rate, is like 2.1. Because not all children live, you know, past birth and all that sort of thing. So if every woman has on average about 2.1 children, the population remains stable. And you go to some countries, you know, particularly some African countries, they're, you know, they have a fertility rate of four or five. But if you go to Western countries right now, the fertility rate is actually less than 2.1. It's in some places, it's 1.5 to 1.7. I mean, it's... There are places in the, around the world, like Italy and in Western cultures, where they're they're really concerned because people aren't having children, and now you have this huge aging population. Like, who's going to take care of them? Who's going to feed them? And all that, and it's a huge strain. Like when you start to play God, it, it can have disastrous effects. I think most countries will have population, you know, huge populations until it gets to the point where it's starting to get population. Then people, um, you know, start to naturally curtail the population without any policy whatsoever. Here in the United States, I think our our fertility rate of our native population is, is actually about 2.1. It might even be less than 2.1. I should look that up. But, but 
the the idea that we shouldn't allow people to have children is wrong at a very deep and spiritual level because we were created in the image of God, which means that we get to have children and raise them and love them and be in their life and be part of this whole lineage of children. The, the, uh, and we should not deny that to uh, other people, that we should not deny that. That should be, we should, we should educate people on the blessing of children and how that completes us as human beings we should tell that to our you know to our children and our grandchildren we 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 should not there are a lot of forces out there particularly in western culture that's saying it's no big deal not to have children it's like ah eh, you know children is a choice it's not a, and children are a choice it's no question but the choice you're giving up i mean it's like okay i'm not going to have children because it cost me i mean how much does it cost to have a child I mean, if you think about well if you think about um if one person was to stay home with that child for 18 years and let's say that you, you know, minimum wage, I mean, that's, that's probably a million dollars right there. You know, so somebody has to give up a million dollars of wealth to raise a child. I mean, is it, if you have more children, it goes less and less, but I mean, it is a significant investment, but as we've said, it's an investment that pays off because you get to have the greatest joy that you will ever have in your whole entire life. I mean, nothing in this world will ever compare to having children. So, um, I mean, it, it's a great trade-off. But people today are like flippant about it. I mean, you talk to millennials today and they're like, I don't know if I want children. It's like, no big deal. And I, I want to sh- shake them up and say, listen, you, you are giving up. You're not just giving up you know, a car or, uh, you know, a meal at Denny's or, you know, you know, whatever. I mean, you are, you are sacrificing something deep seated in your personality, in your nature that God created you to have children and just don't flippantly say, I'm not going to have children. I, I think about it. Think about what you're giving up. Think about this deep seated, we were created to have children. We were created to love them and be in God's image. I mean, this isn't something you just flippantly give up. It's huge. Um, so, and there are many, many, many forces in, in Western society, particularly, I mean, in, in African cultures. I mean, if, if you don't have children, it's considered this huge, you know, curse from God. Um, but in Western cultures, because we're so civilized and, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're so mentally able to think about all these things. Ah, it's no big deal to not to have children. Let other people have that, you know, have that, you know, curse, you know, but no, it's, it's, it's the greatest blessing you could ever have. And don't flippantly give it away and don't let countries take away your right to have children. And, um, and don't, don't just think that it's not a big deal. This is from the creation of mankind in the garden. This is pre-fall stuff. You know, if you read some uh, fantasy fiction novels, they always talk, you know, especially in the magical world and stuff like that, they talk about deep magic, you know, old world magic and stuff like this. This is old world stuff, right? This is pre-fall stuff. This is this is deep in our psyche and in our creation of humans to be able to have children. It is, it is not something to be flippantly just discarded, all right? 
And I tell this, you know, I tell this to people whenever I can, especially young people, like, like having kids is a big deal and you want to do it. Trust me. This is something, it's a big deal. You want to do it. I know the world's messed up and I know that, you know, families can be messed up and all that sort of thing, but this is a big deal that, uh, that you want to do. Um, and the other thing is, is that, you know, so many people, it's like, I'm going to get my career established first and then I'm going to have children. And there's nothing wrong with that. But your fertility age, well, particularly for females, is a short window. And, you know, if you're, there's, there's plenty of time in your life to do other things, but there's only a short window of time in your life to be able to to do this. And I know that it's scary. And I know that it, that, you know, you look at your finances, I'll never be able to afford children. Let me tell you something. You'll never be able to afford children. It is very expensive. You, if you want to keep all the stuff you have and have children, it doesn't work. So if you have children, you do have to sacrifice in your life to have children, but it is a sacrifice world well worth it. And, uh, it, it is a sacrifice that you can handle um, because you know, you, you, anybody, you have to have a place to live yourself. <laughs> and so children can come in to wherever you're living. I mean, it, it may be uncomfortable, but you can, I mean, there's always a way to accommodate children at some level. And yes, it does require sacrifice, but it is well worth it. It is, it is why you're created. Um, and, and this just has, uh, like, don't, don't, don't get into your 40s or 50s and realize, oh my goodness, I should have had children. Um, this, you know, now I understand that there are people that can't have children, and then those people that say, you know, they really do think about it. They say, I understand all the blessings that I'm giving up and all that, but I just, I feel like God's called me in this other area, like priests and nuns and, you know, Isaac Newton. I mean, there are people like that who really understand what they're giving up and, choose not to have children or they cannot have children um you know they could adopt but 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 don't just flippantly give it up thinking that it's no big deal it is it is a big deal it is the hugest deal there is in this world i mean you're created in god's image to have to be fruitful multiply um, you know you could also even extend this i, w- I was watching a documentary on uh, <clears throat> The big thing right now is is uh, that's going through culture and Western culture is transgenderism and and um, like I'm a I'm a male trapped in a female body or I'm a female trapped in a male body and so they start giving hormones to kids as early as 13 without parents' permission um, and uh, you know this is what governments are saying well we have to you know the medical community is saying it's no big deal if you don't have children right we're overpopulated anyway. Um, and, and we don't even, I mean, I don't think that that, that medical community, real, you know, the, if you're not spiritual, if you, if you don't see the world in a spiritual way that God created us in his image to have children, then I think it's easy just to toss out the fact, well, it's okay if we just, you know, start transitioning from one sex to the other. And yeah, they won't be able to have children in the future, but that's no big deal. No, it's it's a big deal. And I think that any child cannot make that decision until they're older, right? I mean, this is this is something that is big. I mean, I, I, and I, I just, 
I wish that we could delay. I'm not saying that you can't at some point do it, but, but I just I hope that children understand. And I don't know if children can understand, but it is a. They're giving up some. They're giving up. Uh, they're giving up something more than their arms and their legs and their brain. I mean, they're they're giving up something big. Um, you know, and then and there's this whole same sex marriage stuff you know, that's very popular today. It's like a you know I'm I can only be attracted. You know that's. I I don't understand. I don't know when to get too much trouble here, but but attraction is a strange thing, right? I mean, if you laid out all 4.5 billion men, you know, that have been created in the earth and just let me, I mean, I could, I could say that's an attractive guy. I mean, and I'm a guy, right? It's like, what is attraction? Uh, and you could lay out all 4.5 billion women and I could say, yeah, that, that one's not so attractive. <laughs> you know, I mean, attraction is a strange thing. And, um, and we just kind of, uh, you know, in our society, we, we say it's no big deal who you're attracted to, right? If you're attracted to male, great. If you're attracted to female, great. Cause you know, you can, you can figure this out. But when you are attracted to the same sex, you are giving up something, right? You're, you're giving up the opportunity to find somebody that you could love and that you could, uh, that you could create life with, right? I mean, and, and this is something also, this is flippantly, it's no big deal. You know, it's a no big deal, no big deal. No, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Um, and before you start going down that, that, you know, that road, think about these things and think about who you want to, you know, what you want to do when you finally decide to get married to somebody and have a relationship, a long-term relationship with somebody, what is it you're going to do with that person? And, uh, my guess is that one of the things you'll want to do with that person is have children to raise them, to create family, to create life and love and this image of God stuff. And you don't want to just flippantly give that away too. Um, and, you know, and it's interesting. I, I came across a study a number of years ago. I, I had a situation where I really did an in-depth dive to the whole same-sex attraction stuff. And I found a study online by a lady who said that uh, in her, st- she did a very detailed study. She said in her study, when she was doing deep, detailed in interviews with people, she found out that most people could be attracted to a variety of sexes and you know looks and stuff like that. And but what she found was that there were people that could not be attracted to the opposite sex. It's like she showed pictures, but when she showed opposite sex, it's like no, I can't be attracted to that. And when she dug deep, she found out that it would, these were people that had been abused as children. Um, or had, you know, these life altering changes and she's published this and I cannot find this study anymore. It has been completely wiped out of the internet. So, um, but you know, it's, it just resonates with me because, um, I mean, what, you know, I, I, it's, it's this whole idea of, you know, attraction and, and all that, it is, um, it, there's some really, really, really powerful forces out there right now that want to say anything goes and it's no big deal, but it is a big deal. I guess, I guess that's probably what I want to say. It's a big deal. Not being able to have children. If you've ever met somebody that wants children and has tried and tried and tried and tried and they cannot have children, 
uh, don't say it's not a big deal. They will tell you it's the biggest deal. It's like the most crushing thing. I mean, look at Abraham and Sarah. It's, it's the most crushing thing that could happen to people who desperately want children. They will do anything, all sorts of treatments, drugs, and everything to, to, to be able to have children. It's not a big deal. I mean, it is a big deal. Don't let anybody tell you it's not a big deal. And, um, and, and also, attraction is just one of those things that is just bizarre. And um, I don't think we know enough about it yet to really understand what attraction is. And, and for society to say, well, it doesn't matter who you're attracted to because, you know, uh, you don't have to have kids or you don't, ha you know, all that. I, I, I kind of disagree with that. I think when you're created in God's image, um, it means that he wants you to, to get a foretaste of the joy that he has and that he has for you forever and eternity. Now, um, we are going through a very, very transitional time in Western culture in, in, uh, in, other cultures, not, you know, when I say Western, I'm talking about Europe and the United States and, you know, some of these cultures. In other cultures, you know, that aren't Western cultures, they still understand this and they still very, very much try to, you know, um, they, they have this desire to have their population grow and to have children and all that. It's part of, it's embedded in them. But somehow in Western culture, maybe, it, maybe it's tied into the whole idea that we're just getting you know, to the point where there's so many voices out there saying that there's the earth is too populated, that maybe that's part of the discussion too. But as I've said before, um, if you'd have told people a thousand years ago that the earth could handle 7 billion people, they would have said, you're crazy, but here we are earth and we have more food and water. And how is, I mean, we just, we have every, we can handle this. I was listening to a pod, I listen to podcasts sometimes when I drive and I was listening to one about a guy who says that he, interesting podcast, very interesting podcast. And he said he thought the earth should go to, um, not the earth, but he thought the United States uh, probably should grow to about a billion or two billion people. And the, and then, you know, he doesn't know about that, but he's he thinks that um, easily, you know, he's looked at the data and current technology and he thinks we could easily handle two billion people in the United States. And I know, you know how is that possible? But most populations are concentrated in short area, you know, dense areas. And um, those cities do just fine. New York, uh, Chicago, you know, densely populated areas do just fine. And, um, he, you know, he's looked at the water and the food and all that sort of thing. And he thinks that it could easily. But there's a huge benefit. And he, he lays it out in his podcast what the huge benefit is to have a large, you know, an ever growing larger population. It solves a lot of problems. Uh, particularly in Western culture, where um, the the replacement rate, like we haven't really seen too many communities where the replacement rate actually gets to where the population is declining, and how to you know care for the elderly population, and how do you you know how does that work? We've never been in that situation before, and he's really concerned about that because he thinks that that's going to create wars, famine destruction and all that. I mean, it's like, so how has that possible? But that's what he believes is going to, so he thinks we should grow it. Um, that's his, this, his stance. And I, I listened to it. I thought that was interesting. So, um, let's see, did I have everything? Um, yeah, I think, I think that's probably all I want to say on this. Um, um, I, uh, I, I, it may have been that podcast or may have been, you know, 
uh, Genesis, you know, just a lot of things going around. I hear a lot of stuff about people saying, you know, it's it's no big deal. If, if I have children, if I don't have children, it's no big deal. And um, I think it is. And I think it's something you should you should consider. I mean, if you're if you're if you're young, you know, and you're saying, well, we're never going to have children. Just think about that. I mean, think about what you're going to do when you're in your 50s or 60s or 70s. Like where are you going to find joy and contentment and peace and, and a sense of fulfillment in life? And you might say, well, I'm going to invent something big, you know, and it's like, well, great. That's awesome. But if the answer is no, I just kind of want to sit on the couch and play video games for the rest of my life. And, um, you know, when I get into my 80s, I'll just continue playing video games for the rest of my life. And that's that's my fulfillment. <clears throat> um, you know, so I guarantee you that somewhere around the age of 40 or 50, you're going to you're going to have a, a rude awakening that. That is not a fulfillment. That's just a pastime. If you really want deep fulfillment, it, it lies elsewhere. And, and it does require sacrifice. And it does require you know, lifestyle changes. You're not going to be able to sit on the couch playing video games when you have children. Um, but that's, believe it or not, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's, a, like, that's like a really good thing. Because the things that will occupy your time is life that you created that you that you end up loving more than any video game more than any food more than any job more than any career more than any car more than any house more than any vacation place you can travel to i mean truly truly when you hold that child in your arms you realize that nothing else matters and that nothing else could be as fulfilling and i just want people to stop and think about that that were created in God's image for a reason. <clears throat> so um, I think that's kind of all I wanted to say on that whole thing. Um, and I really, really, really do uh, appreciate the opportunity to just kind of <laughs> talk about that for a little bit. It's been on my mind for a while, ever since we went through Genesis. I kind of wanted to go down this rabbit hole. And now I've said it, and now I uh, and now we can move on. So next, uh, well, let's go ahead and close in prayer. Uh, gracious God, thank you so much for this day. Uh, thank you for creating us in your image and for giving us this opportunity to get it, a taste of what it must be like to be you. Lord, uh, be with all of us in this world uh, and continue to help us um, to, to continue to grow and follow your commands. Until we meet again, um, keep us ever in your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.